I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, your favorite podcast about sex. Woo! And this episode is fucking hilarious. It really is fucking hilarious. So, fun fact about this about this episode. So, Nick Scopes, he's been on our podcast. How many times did we say? Two or three? Uh, this was his third time. Okay, so he's a comedian, and he would come on the show and kind of be funny, but also he would ask real-life sex questions about challenges with relationships, pleasure from blowjobs, etc. He yeah. was a vulnerable, sharing human. We don't usually use names of people unless right. they're you know authors and speakers. And so he's sharing these personal things, and then he's like, hey, by the way... And he had his own podcast. By the way, we started a, a new podcast with Lisa Lampanelli, and we would love to come on your show. And April and I have no idea who Lisa Lampanelli is. <laughs> well, until we actually were looking up all of the things. She's actually she's, wildly famous. She's wildly famous. And wildly successful. And wildly hilarious. And exactly probably why she is so successful, because she's she was in retirement, though. Yeah. Well, you'll hear all about it on you'll the show. You'll hear all about it. But she was like, on, was she on Howard Stern and all kinds of stuff? Howard stand-up. Stern, she was on, yeah. she was on the... Comedy Central's roast when they used to do roast. I fucking love those. Yeah. Uh, She was one of the. She's basically a celebrity comedian who, in in the beginning, she's like, oh, great. Thanks. You don't know who I am. She's like, way to do great on a celebrity. I'm like, oh, damn it. I need to do research. This is a combination of. So there's three of them Nick Scopes, Lisa Lampanelli, and Bo. I don't know Bo's last name. McDowell. Oh, McDowell. And they'll hear it in the. uh, bio and, with me. Yeah, in a bio. Okay, and they have a podcast together and this is a combination of them being fucking hilarious and talking about dating and relationships and sex um, and also being kind of vulnerable at the same time where we actually talk about some real shit but they just crack jokes. And so at times, just so you know, they're comedians. Some of their language, I mean, their podcast is called Losers with a Dream. You'll hear the bio and you hear they basically talk shit about themselves, except for Lisa, because she's awesome. But, <laughs> but they, um, they, you know, they, they joke around a lot. And so a lot of our shameless sex content, we're not, you know, shaming people for their sexuality. And so they might say some shamey things, but it's part of their comedian, their, their comical act. So just so you know, uh, if that's going to be hard for you, then maybe take a breath or maybe this is not the podcast episode for you. It's not like super raunchy or not. They're just like kind of making light of a lot of, of each things. other too. Of it's themselves, usually shaming yeah. uh, themselves or each other, or Lisa shaming the other two. <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, it's not just directed at it. anyone specific <laughs> except people involved in the show. It was fun. We actually had it was we have fun on most of our, our shows, but we were cracking up. We were so my much fun. Face hurt from laughing so hard. We yeah. laughed the entire time, and we did record video. I don't know if we'll be able to use it because sometimes sure. yeah, the we'll quality see. goes. We you know our internet or the interwebs out here. We are putting more videos on our YouTube, though, so if you're not following Shameless Sex Podcast on YouTube, go check it out, because then you can actually see some of the the imagery, the videos of our, our guests. Um, but you will likely love this. We had a fabulous time. I love how Lisa said all of her holes are now off limits. She's 16. She's like, I'm just done with sex. Don't spoil alert. Oh, sorry. Okay, anyways. Are you ready for a testimonial made, a, made sponsored by testicles? <laughs> 
testicles. Testimonial. Don't quit your day job. You're gonna. Uh, you're reading it though. Ooh, I know I am. But <laughs> I was just being. I was being shamey. She's shaming. Shaming me. That's my nickname for Amy. Is shamey sometimes. That's uh, just to be funny. It's cute. It's adorable. Your your nickname's just Chip. I know. <laughs> so here's the test. Oh no, it's Schnicky. Schnicky and strippers. Oh, strippers. I just want to thank you for helping me overcome shame around my own sexuality. I'm a cis hetero male. For helping me better understand my lover and her sexual experience and for introducing me to a multitude of other human experiences that I otherwise might not have been exposed to. I could literally go on for pages. I left a a review on iTunes, but I just wanted to add a personal note. P.S. OMG, yes, Uber Lube and Foria are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, thank you, listener. We're keeping your name anonymous because we did not get permission to share it, but I love reviews like this. Actually, this wasn't a review. This is an email to us personally, and they said they did review us on iTunes, which if you haven't done so already, please do. We love five stars. It helps to get the message out there. But to this listener, I love when cis, hetero, penis owning, nine pound, four ounce, baby, cis, hetero, yeah, <laughs> are like, wow, this really helped me think outside the box and to ple- pleasure the box in a better way. <laughs> Power to the box. Yeah, no, you're an awesome listener. Thank you so much. The, and OMGS, fucking awesome. We love you, love you OMGS. Um, Uber Lube and Foria. Yes, 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 yes. And so much fucking yes. Um, keep them coming. If you want to send us testimonials, we love it, but we prefer them to be on iTunes I also, uh, or both. I wanted to say, we, you know, we get a lot of opportunities to be sponsored by a lot of different folks and we choose specifically what resonates with us. I just said no to five different sponsors this last week. Because we want to only share what we believe are going to be beneficial items, products, whatever. So uh, take take our word for it. We're authentic as fuck. Yeah, because so, we're like, we can't bullshit this. Well, yeah. we, we don't bullshit anything. We're terrible liars. Even, yeah, <laughs> worst. That, exactly. Yep. We have a passion. We have a dream. And we're here to fulfill it for you. So you ready for a sex question? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah, that's me. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're crushing it today. Thank you, Schnicky. Um, So I've been hanging with someone I'm interested in off and on because we live in different locations for about eight months. We've kissed a few times, and that's about it. I asked her on an official date, and she said she thought it would be best if we remained just friends. We ski, and we climb together, and we always have a great time, and I'm not sure if it's just a timing thing. I'm down to be friends, and it's just been driving me crazy, though, and I now have to think what's best for me. I was thinking of calling her and trying to clarify things in a way that respects her boundaries while easing some of my confusion. Any advice on how to go about this? And actually, I remember the subject was friend zoned. Mm. So the, the, this is the one is it seems like there's a connection here, but I'm in the friend zone. That's confusing. Another one is I realize I have feelings, but she said we're just in the friend zone. What do I do about this and how do I go about this while respecting myself and speaking to it in a way to her that feels good respecting her boundaries? Sounds like he has a crush. Yeah. And, and there's a connection there, but sometimes that's just, maybe it's a, sometimes connections can be just one sided where someone has stronger feelings. Well, if they kissed a few times, but that's it and it didn't go any further, maybe the maybe the the spark wasn't there for her and she didn't feel like going any further yeah. or maybe she valued the friendship so much that she was afraid to ruin it. So she was like, yeah, I'm good with just making out those uh those three or four times and now I'm gonna just climb with you and ski with you which sounds awesome I and I mean so how how many times have you had experiences where 
because I so I hear what you're saying. Sometimes you kiss someone, and you're like, oh, I thought there was more feelings here. And then once we actually start to engage in sexual activity, I realize it's not here. I've had, I've had plenty of those experiences. Um, or even the first hour of hooking up with someone like, ooh, it's here. And then hour three, I'm like, nope, just kidding. And no, we're not banging for all three hours, just so you know. But just but being intimate with someone over time, over minutes and hours, I can see. Or even dates. Remember our, th- our three rule date? Yeah. Or three date rule? That the third date, we're like, hmm, okay, make or break it. Like, am I into it or not? Or three years for relationships. Um, but yeah, I've had that experience where I thought there was feelings and then we touched and then I realized that because there's something, there's a deeper thing there that, that happens, which is energy, you know, and there's energetic connection, sexual connection. There's nothing wrong with you person that wrote this. There's nothing, you're not wrong. You're not broken. You're, it's not that you're not good enough. It might just be that this other person doesn't feel sexually compatible or aligned with you and that that spark isn't there. And it's, I know we can take that as rejection, um, I, which I've done for sure, but we have to remember that everyone has their own preference. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with who they they prefer or who they're into. Yeah. I love how he was in, in the last portion of the question saying that, uh, he wanted to call her and was trying to, just to clarify things, uh, and wants to be respectful of her boundaries while easing some of his own confusion yeah. and any advice on how to go about this. I think getting clear on your, what, what you want to say and, and doing it in a way that is coming from your heart saying you honor your friendship and you, you, you are exactly this. You want to respect her boundaries and you also have some feelings there that you'd like to share. And, uh, is it, is it possible that it could be reciprocated in the future? Is this only friend zone because of timing or because of, maybe the connectivity piece, the energy piece like you were speaking to. Yeah. I mean, do you want the answer to why? Like you can ask the why you might not like the answer. Um, and it's not going to really change anything because they already are said, they just want to be your friend. So how is that helpful for you? Like, it doesn't sound like you need to go change yourself just because this person doesn't want to be in a relationship with you or date you. Um, so I don't know how important that is. Um, sometimes we want to know like, but why, but why? And then you might get in your head and think shitty thoughts about yourself. Um, and then think all women or all people think that about you. But instead it could be more like your confusion is okay. Because I have a crush on you, am I still capable of just being your friend and doing these things? So it could be speaking more to that. So, you know, hey, we it seems like we, you know, get along all these ways and we've kissed a couple of times and I've uh, asked you to, if you're interested in exploring more, you said that you just want to be friends. So that's kind of staying the fact of what's happened. Um, and I either, A, um, am not really that, sh- I'm unclear if I'll be able to just be friends with you because I don't, I feel like I, my feelings are, might be strong, stronger than that. Or my feelings are, aren't stronger than that, you know, aren't too strong. And I think I can still be friends with you, but things might come up. Can we keep an open dialogue about it? Or, you know, something like that. Be, I mean, if the answer to what the why, I don't know. What do you think, April? Is that how important is that to know? Well, it depends on, I, I think the why for me as a human, I'd want to know why, like, why would you not see, I have feelings for you. Why don't you think this would work? But that's me. And I'm not saying I I do things the way everyone should do them. I just need to know. And if someone were to say something to me, like, well, I'm just unattracted to you. I'd be like, oh, I'm bummed. But I'm like, but that's, that's, that's okay. Because it's such a much nicer way to say I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, you're, you're fucking ugly. And they're like, oh, that person can go fuck themselves. Yes. yes. (laughs) I'll sick Amy on them Uh and my dog. Uh, and for me, I would want to know why and do you risk the why destroying any chance of uh, maintaining a friendship if the why is something that is is uh, maybe 
not something that you want to hear or hurts. And I would say if you if you need the why to ask for the why in a way that's not um, why not, not pushy. Yeah, why, 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 why? Tell me fucking why. And so you could say I'm curious about this. If you don't want to answer, that's okay. But I'm kind of I'm just curious about this because maybe it's positive feedback for me or constructive feedback for me to take in uh, for how I can navigate things differently. But please don't take it super personally because know that we all have our different preferences and it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you need to change a fucking thing unless their why is oh you have stinky socks all the time and like that's why you know okay that's helpful to know someone not a partner i live with someone for a small amount of time that had the stinkiest feet i ever have smelled and i was like we need to soak those in some vinegar <laughs> and he was like why <laughs> and i was like because of these stink. things i had to help him they're out. like probably so he used was a, to it they had no work, idea yeah he was a work partner yeah, yeah. Uh, and i i was like <laughs> why <laughs> it was very um work partner as in colleague oh, um yeah it was a while ago but um anyway that's a side a side note but it could be related to smell i was thinking about some be. people's Maybe they're biological pheromones. Pheromones exactly. too. And that might not even be. Yeah, that didn't in, like someone because of their smell. Um, I, or we also. I so I have I have friends who love their partner's smell, and when they broke up, it, they still like their smell. But then when they moved on, they didn't like their smell anymore. So there's something to be said about that. And there's so much going on beyond what meets the eye, what's being said. There's so many things here, like hippy dippy energy, whatever. It's real. So. Um, it, I'm sorry that it feels that your friend zone. It sounds like this other person's been, been very clear. You can get curious and you can set your own boundaries of what you need and know that there will be some and pl- probably many people out there that you are aligned with. And um, yeah, this is an opportunity for you to go find them. Yeah. Or keep skiing and climbing. Hey, <laughs> enjoy their skis. <laughs> All right. Anyways, before we read a bio, we're going to talk about something that we absolutely love called Dipsy. So Dipsy, what is Dipsy? Dipsy is a app on your phone that has erotic short stories to get you turned on anywhere, anytime you want. That's right. You can walk down the street, turned on. You could be right here next to April on the couch with the headphones in, turned on. They have new... Uh, stories, I believe, every single week and everything from threesomes to sex with your yoga teacher to queer sex to BDSM, all kinds of things. I know I love it. It's got my motor running. It's it's kind of like you're right there in the story too, which is what I love. And not only do they have erotic stories that can turn you on, I love the part that helps you sleep. There's a wellness side of it. So there's lots of different values to this app and there's soundscapes that can help you. love soundscapes. I'm obsessed with soundscapes. Like I cannot go to sleep with that one. No joke. If you ever uh, sleep next to me, then you'll know that. Like me. Amy gets mad about it. Shut off or put it in your own headphones. (laughs) I love crickets. Uh, (laughs) And for our listeners, Dipsy is offering an extension 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash shameless. Dipsystories.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Get your crickets on. Get your <laughs> well, and your sexy on. And your se- yeah. I know, I know. Get your sexy on. People like so I'm in it for the crickets. I love the crickets. <laughs> I just, it reminds me of my sexy Midwest crickets? upbringing. We don't what get crickets erotic out here. short story. Now, with if crickets. there's a cricket inside your house, now that's fucking annoying. Just one cricket. I just found him a shower the other day. That was day. what my mom wanted to name me when I was born. Oh my god! Yeah, you were going to name cricket. <laughs> And now she has a dog named Cricket. Would this be now a- she has a Amy dog named and Cricket of Shameless? <laughs> cricket Lampert on the prowl, Thank rubbing God. those legs together, making noise all over town. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's so you. All right. Uh, anyway, cr- cricket, will you read a bio for us? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Oh, comedians <laughs> Bo McDowell and Nick Scopoletti suck at dating, <laughs> suck at jobs, and suck at most things in life. But they're great at talking about their feelings and taking advice from their mentor and former queen of mean, Lisa Lampanelli. Losers with a Dream releases an episode every week and can be found on all the podcast apps. And be sure to follow at Lisa Lampanelli on Instagram because she is fucking hilarious. But first... This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like Satisfyer. Time to make pleasure a top priority, and having the right pleasure device will help you want to prioritize. Satisfyer makes beautiful vibrators and air pulse stimulators with cutting-edge technology that are super affordable. No matter what genitals you're rocking, if you're looking to play solo or with a partner, Satisfyer has something that will satisfy you. And if you're tech like me... They even have a new line of products that are Bluetooth enabled so you can pair your Satisfier with the Satisfier Connect app. I've talked a lot about how obsessed I am with air pulse stimulation and Satisfier's Curvy 3 Plus is my go-to. It delivers the air pulse stim I love plus intense vibrations, all of which I can control using my phone as the remote. And last night, even though my partner was out of town, we played with some power dynamics and I let him control my pleasure using the Connect app. And it was hot. And Satisfyer is offering our lucky listeners 30% off any Satisfyer when you go to Satisfyer.com and enter code SHAMELESS30 at checkout. Again, if you're looking for one of our favorite new devices, go to S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com and use code SHAMELESS30 for 30% off. Go get yourself satisfied. And now it's interview time. All right, everyone. It is episode time. And we are here with the Three Stooges. <laughs> you, yes! probably, yeah. <laughs> you probably have already heard this before. So we, when we get on the air, and this is where we were not recording yet, we test some things. We have conversations. And it, we've been laughing already for the first five or ten minutes. We probably should have recorded. My face hurts. No, already we should have recording. But we've never done this before with five people total. Two screens, five people. One who's running the show, who I call Batman, who's Lisa... Lampanelli. Yeah, I mean, I mean, way to make a comedy legend feel good. Thanks, ladies. Hi, I spent thirty years on television, so thank Shit. you. I now oh feel my like God. the Leaf Garrett of comedy. Nobody remembers him either. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm retired. Who's, and uh, who is happy. the Leaf Garrett? Was he the guy from The Office that played? No, this is a guy who's probably dead at this point. Who was big in the seventies? That's why it's like we're way off. I'm right up there with Aaron Moran from Happy Days. Totally forgotten by all the hot chicks in town. Oh no! (laughs) Oh shit! Well, I would say what we were saying on our our podcast earlier. We're like fucking millennials. Was that this one already? No, she said she was in the a millennial sandwich. Oh, millennial. Well, yes, I, 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 (laughs) that's okay. You're allowed to. You're both hot chicks who talk about sex. You're allowed to do what you want. I'm a six year old broad who's doing a podcast with these two freaking loser millennials. So what? Who's really got something going on? The two of you, not me. So, (laughs) you know, you totally do. I was saying before this, I was like, "What? How?" So Nick and Bo over there—they really scored the jackpot over there, bringing Lisa on. We're like, "What?" Okay, let's. So let's start with the story. How about the story? How tell us and you? So I was telling April that I, you know, I googled you and I saw a comedian, da da da. But also something about human sexuality. There is some sort of emphasis or specialty of yours, and you're a comedian that's really well known and famous. Anna, <laughs> how did you all get together? How did you get your start? Like, what what's going on over here? Why are you all here to okay. talk about 
about sex today. I know. I know. I have no idea why I'm here to talk about sex because I have (laughs) been, and I think it's a unique perspective probably because I have been celibate for the past, I think 12 years and I have never been happier because the fact is once you hit menopause, you stop feeling like you have to fill the hole literally and figuratively with men. So I think it's very interesting (laughs) perspective that every time I do a podcast with people under 60, they're like fascinated that I don't need sex anymore. I feel like as a woman with sex, it always was like Christmas day. It happened once a year and there was always a big mess to clean up afterwards. So I don't feel like it's anything that I really ever enjoyed that much. All I ever got was a freaking pinch nerve in my neck and a UTI. So I said, we're closing up shop. Lisa is not having sex at all ever again. And I'm really happy to have these millennials on board who want to have sex with everybody and they don't. (laughs) <laughs> so so tell us well so nick's been on our show before who is sitting uh on your left when we're facing you and then we have Bo. uh can you all also nick's been on our show twice he, and is it was like a comedian who was also just being himself asking sex who questions we were taking dating applications yeah. for for a little while and his sex oh questions like God. i can't orgasm from a blowjob yeah. and yeah all oh. these things. and yeah. then Bo was like why are we talking to you so much what's going on you didn't know that? Oh my gosh. No, Listen, no, here it is. Yeah. I, I'll tell you how we met because, and it will factor into what you're talking about. I met Nick and Bo because I have a niece who said, Hey, can you go see my friend Bo McDowell do comedy? I of course thought, Oh my God, he's going to be horrible. And I'll have to just tell him that his dream is over. Go back to working at Indeed. But I actually saw him and I thought he was really, really good. And for a beginner, you know, this is a couple years ago. And then I sat down with Nick and I thought he, his buddy, and I thought they were both pretty good, but here's the deal. As guys in their thirties or below, I was shocked by how deep their conversations went. I was really impressed by how vulnerable they could get just sitting around talking about things like acceptance and vulnerability and, you know, fear of success and all these big, big issues. And I said, that's a podcast. So that's when I said to them, let's do a podcast called Losers with a Dream, which thankfully has been going really well and taking off a bit and getting on the charts. And I was like, oh, there are actually men, straight guys who can talk deeply about these things and not just be broy and surfacy? So that's how the whole thing came together. That now I'm stuck with these two mental cases because it the <laughs> podcast has started to take off. So now I'm it's too late. And I keep getting sucked back in. Um, <laughs> now they're both very funny guys, but I, what I like about working with them is it does go deep and it doesn't stay just hey. So I was fucking this chick. It's like they know I won't allow it. They know it's base bullshit. And they really have to talk about relationships and loves and things. And of course, they're both sadly sexual beings that make me want to throw up when they talk about it. But I, is, I'm open to it. Is Nick still obsessed with blondes and only blondes? Uh, because that was your know. thing for a while. No. Oh, shit. Nick, Nick, go ahead, talk. It makes me blondes, sick. Blondes, no, Bo, I've branched Bo, out. Yeah. I've branched out. I'm okay, over blondes. No, I'm, you know, oh, I'm you're di- done with that. <laughs> great way to great way to be deep and inclusive, you <laughs> freaking douchebag. Like, think about it. Think how horrible, ladies. I'm sure you're both professionals. I listen to the podcast. I think it's fantastic. I really enjoy it. How awful is it to like limit yourself to one hair color? I mean, it's just very surfacy, and that's why I'm really glad that these guys are kind of meeting women 
going deep in conversation with them and figuring out, hey, before I stick it in, I'm going to figure out if I like this broad. So I like that. I love that. So, okay, I have a question for you now that all your holes are closed up for business and you're happy. All of them. If you Even were my in ears. your 30s and you met these two jokers over oh. here, as you call them, would you bang them? Oh. Here's the deal. My 30-year-old self had very low self-esteem, so I would have to say yes. Uh, I feel they both have nothing to offer. No, seriously, I think the 30-year-old self, I, in my 30s, was very attracted to, like, mob types. Like, I always dated guys who pretended to be mafia up, but we weren't, we're just fat. I mean, it's like you're either in the mob and fat or just fat. And I got the fat ones. So, which is nothing wrong with that. I like some girth. Just don't let the guy get on top. That's all I'm saying. If he's over 300 pounds. So Ow. I did like that mob mentality. What are you laughing at? Nothing. So, <laughs> and I, so I probably would have been friends with these two idiots but they wouldn't have given me the time of day either, because trust me, they're shallow as f, and they want they want something else. They banged me for my connections in comedy, so I could get them on the Tonight Show. But that's about it. They'd go, "Oh, we got on the Tonight Show, Bobbitch." I know. Oh shit! I know right, where you're so you would from. bang, but it would be that, well. I wait, but that explains the gif that Nick sent me then of Tony Soprano when I was like, "We're so excited because the mafia there you that go. all comes together oh. now." Oh, well, I think so. Bring it to let's make let's keep this whole thing comedy, but I'm gonna bring it to a serious point about like the younger oh. self and the insecurities, and so and we have these two wonderful gentlemen here. We were calling douchebags here, and just fun. <laughs> y'all said that first. We Don't are we waiting on. Um, and 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 yourself and we're all speaking at our younger selves and insecurities and how we have to learn to discover more about ourselves and then we come to this place and so because some people are listening to you and you're like you know all my holes are closed and I'm happy and they're like but how is that possible you know and so and and I would say like we all have our own personal choice of we know how we want to approach sexuality um, but I, let's bring it to like how I mean again you can make you can joke as much as this doesn't have to stay serious but sure. how along your path why is human sexuality why is that showing up in your title there why is it something that is important to you? Why? Um, what have you learned about yourself now? And like, why is it, you know, being so comfortable with my, all my holes are closed? Why, yeah. you know, why is that? Why do you think that it takes time Fucking and judge energy? Judy laying down her gavel <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah, well, and also, right. and, and for... And for these guys, too, like, you know, I'm sure that when you guys were 19, you were a whole different dude who probably weren't. You, it was not speaking about vulnerability and all these things. And again, crack as many jokes about this. I'm just going to bring it to that place and then let's have fun. Oh, no, I love I love this serious question, because honestly, I had been, you know, I think because of my upbringing, I my first little boyfriend was aged when I was like 12 and I was a very late bloomer as far as sex. You know, I was raised Catholic, very strict. And I don't think I lost my virginity till like I've said this on our podcast, I think 21 or something, because back then you just didn't, you know, I'm 60 years old. That was not something you did. So, um, I though had developed such codependency between 12 and 50, I hardly went a time without a boyfriend. And so I was a serial monogamist. So I took about a year and a half off. I went to codependency rehab. I went to this codependency workshop. And I was like, wait, I have to see who I am alone. And I ended up really liking it. And I just remember after that rehab, I said, wow, I will never date a terrible guy again. And thank God, you know, the guy, I, I didn't get married after that, after a few years. And we're divorced now, but we're such good friends still. 
And I go, wow, I never did attract anyone bad again. I just knew how to say no to the wrong person. So I think as far as sex goes, I joke a lot about, you know, not having sex and stuff. I think it's where I go, well, I'm for the first time in the last, you know, 60 years, this is the last few years is the first time I've really been alone. And when you don't need a partner, I think you figure out that it's not the be all and end all, at least not for me. Like my focus now is like, oh my yeah. God, just developing a better self, develop, uh, developing friendships and family. I mean, being a comic traveling around the world for like 30 years, it's hard to make connections meaningfully at home and with family. And you just go, ooh, maybe that's the time to work on this now. So who knows? I never say never. Who knows? I might hit 80 and start spreading my legs to some old dude but you, or some young dude, not these idiots, but you never know. <laughs> and I think we just, we just, we just Wait, kind so of develop and we change over the years. Is yeah. sex with self off the table too? Or is like, it? Are you baiting over yeah, there? Are you, are, you, are you getting the bait on? Are you <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why. No. I'll, nope, I'll no tell bait. you why. Here's what I think happened. Okay. And I had said this on when I announced my stand-up retirement. On I was on Howard Stern's show. I was a regular on Stern quite a bit in the day. And I had said, I think once you go through menopause and you're very content being alone, those urges get so low that it's like it never occurs to me. Like literally if you said to me, do you want to study to be a lawyer? That's where it's the same answer. Do you ever want to have sex again? I never think about these things. So I think it's age it's plus like hormonal not status. Sexy to even think about it. Okay. Ugh, uh, no. I see. But okay. companionship is cute. Friendship is cute. I still love a love story. I love a love story on TV or like in real life. Like Bo right now is like all in love and stuff. And I like love hearing about how Aww. cute that is. And I'm just like, oh, this is really nice to be emotionally open to hearing about love and not be bitter against men, but also I don't have to act on it until maybe someday if it becomes organic and real. This is actually an angle that we've never thought or discussed on our podcast, never thought about because it's a choice, right? You're obviously, Mm -hmm. you're, you've made a choice, right? This is not something that you're like, I'm asexual. I'm, I'm not, this is not my, my sexuality is just closed. You're, You're saying I'm making a choice. I am choosing not to have sex right now. I'm exploring other relationships. You're kind of like holding in the chi, as we say yeah. in California, keep you in that. Oh. that oh, I'm going to hold in the sexual chi. Oh my God, right. the first person that you fuck? I mean, oh, I want a video. Shit. I want a video. I mean, so, I don't think that's, that's going to be amazing. I, part of me thinks it's just not what I'm here for. Like, I honestly think I was so driven yeah. by lack. Meaning, you know, uh, just just because of my upbringing, just going, oh, God, I have to feel protected by having a guy in my life or whatever. That now I'm like, oh, my God, on my own. My sister-in-law actually said this to me a few years ago, and I was just so flattered. She just goes, I've never seen anyone so good at being single as you. She goes, you just love every wow. second. Because the guys seemed like a burden. You know, so instead of dating and having guys as a burden, I take on these two dummies and do a podcast. So they're enough of a burden for me right now. That's how I feel. And wait, and what about exploring vulva owners or maybe other others? Never did non-penis it. Owning. Non-penis owners. It's real. No, okay. yeah. well, I just... I know. No, I totally get that. I totally get that because I have the haircut. I mean, come on. I was just (laughs) uh, I was just in L.A. And uh, when when um, 
I, you know, when you pass the Warner Studios, how there's those enormous posters of all the TV shows, and I saw that Ellen and I have the same exact haircut. Mine's cooler because it's blue. But I go, boy, everybody thinks I'm uh, probably thinks I'm a rug muncher. But God bless. Who cares? It's all good. <laughs> Let everybody do what they want. I have lots of lesbian friends. I got a lot of gay men friends, and I'm like. That's cool. A lot of gay guy yeah. friends. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting stuff. Well, I think that that's that's really inspirational. So, I, like April said, it's a whole different uh, approach or thing to talk about on our podcast because a lot of people say, well, you know, at some point there, and I guess we're speaking about codependency too. So, because that's a huge thing. We just did a podcast with Jason Gaddis, who has the relationship relationship yeah. school podcast, and we both Amazing. he has a term um, codependent ish, and it's mm-hmm. a huge issue in relationships where we're like, I'm not okay on my own. My worth is based on being with someone else and how I caretake them and how I show up for them and then I'm okay but if I'm alone I'm broken I'm gonna freak the fuck out life is going to fall apart and so you hit a point where you're like I've been living my whole life like this this is not okay I need to finally at age x y or whatever it is and if you need to figure out who I am fuck these motherfuckers I'm gonna go and do my own thing and I don't know if I'm going to revisit being with other people because I like that. what a compliment to have someone say wow you do single better than anyone I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. Because I think for a lot yeah. of folks who are afraid of being single and alone, they're, single, they're like, they can't imagine that. It sounds that. scary. That sounds yeah. scary oh to God. a lot of people. Being single sounds scary. Especially in these isolated, this, we're in an age of isolation, right? right. Especially, right. you know, it's starting to shift. But so, uh, can you talk about sure. how to be single? But are, oh my I guess, God. do you identify as single or just celibate? Like, is it where you're... Celib- you're celibate you're, both, yeah, I guess. I mean, the fact free? is... Well, here's how I feel. I feel I feel COVID was actually really easy for me. Thank God I didn't lose anybody. But COVID was easy for me because I love being alone so much. And I hadn't had that before age 50. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is really cool. You get to feel your feelings. You don't have to, you know, ask anyone what they want to eat or what, what they want to do or what they want to watch. And I think it's different. I don't like when women or men are like, I'm not dating, fuck those bitches. It's really a lack of judging other people. It's not saying, oh, I don't like this guy or this thing. It's saying, I think on my own, it feels really right. So I think I was trying to twist myself into being in relationships for all those years. And I was like, oh, this is how it was supposed to happen. It's like with comedy. I retired from comedy three years ago. It has been one of the best decisions of my life. So it's almost like getting rid of and decluttering the stuff that wasn't working, that I was just so on autopilot that I'm like, oh, if I really step back and start noticing having a boyfriend doesn't work for me, doing stand-up anymore doesn't work for me, having certain friends fall off is is good, um, decluttering from you know three places to live, four places to live, to having one place to live. So you almost just start notice what's not working and stopping it. But it did take all that work and all that therapy and all those, you know, different workshops. And a millennial and, sandwich. And a millennial a big, sandwich. A giant millennial yeah. sandwich. Well, these guys do add like a straight guy energy, straight-ish when it comes to Nick, because we're not sure what's going on there. Um, come <laughs> yeah, on. Nick, yeah, Nick. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yes. He's very free in his body. Yeah. It's odd. But they really nice. do add up an element of fun. And I was like, Oh man, straight guys are fine. It's just the right ones. And I don't have to sort of, um, mince my words with them. I don't have to edit myself with these kind of people. And I think with dating, I always felt like I had to twist myself a little and just having friends to me at least feels so much better. So it, it is a choice, 
But it's also, if you just notice what you don't like, you don't have to do it anymore. That's what people forget. You have to become a noticer of your own life. So I think once I noticed that, I was like, oh, this is great. So you, so you're not minimizing any sexual tension between you and Bo and Nick <laughs> at any moment. It's not like, oh, <laughs> I'm their aunt. Yes, I, Bo and, Bo and him have definitely <laughs> sexual tension. Um, they have they have made out, which I think is you have to listen to the podcast and see. Whoa! That. Well, they haven't actually is made out on it's video close. or like no. gay chicken. Oh, you get close and then I back away. Yeah, oh. it's like he's oh. a tease. <laughs> he's, he's a tease. But oh, yeah, no, Nick, it's, you little tease. You are. I mean, it's cute, though, because I think it's so great when straight guys can actually be vulnerable like that and just joke, even joke about that, you know, because there'll be so many guys who are so repressed and so toxic and broy that they can't joke. And these guys at least can be like, hey, we love each other. You know, at the end of our podcast, we're always like, we love us. And it's just like, yeah, because Aww. we're just kind of, there you go, chicken. <laughs> See, Bo always about, punks out they're earlier. Like, they're like about to make out behind her head right now. So okay, <laughs> what what do you guys think about hearing Lisa say like, you know what? I don't need sex. I'm totally, what happens in your bodies when you hear that? Are you like, how is that possible? Like, I mean, can you imagine that for yourselves that you would ever be at that point? Does it seem like some crazy story? Do you believe her? You're like, what? What do you think about it? I definitely believe her. And I think it's awesome, <laughs> honestly, because, you know, like as a dude, like, you you know, like you gotta wake up every day and you got to think about yanking yourself off. And it's just like, <laughs> at what point is this going to be over? You know, like how much longer do I need to have these feelings and need to go, f- you know, full bush, get on some chick and ruin her day. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> You know, so it's, 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 yeah, I mean, you don't want to be bothering people with your problems all the time. So I appreciate hard Lisa's dick. view and I think it's very evolved and I think that sex is shameful. I don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that you're all in love and stuff and having the yeah, sex. Yeah, what's up with this? You that we heard you're in love. So what's going on? No, so I, you yeah, don't have sex. So I'm recently uh, <laughs> happy, which is nice, and I'm seeing a lady. And I actually so we just started having sex. So are you wanking? Yes or no? Just kidding. <laughs> still, are you still baiting? Still, yeah, still I still got to do that on top of that. Oh, it's okay. never enough. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not. Time, time here. She's not taking care of everything. I still need the big guy to give me rub downs. So. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, you know, we first we just started having sex a few weeks ago, and it was tough in the beginning. I was very nervous because I wanted uh, her to be happy, and I wanted her to to you know think that I was good at uh, the sex, <laughs> and um, so it was difficult. Like I get a lot of performance anxiety in the beginning, you know. But then when I get comfortable with someone like Nick here, you know, that can really. <laughs> Give him a couple, two, three poundings. You know, it's a nice time. <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, the beginning was there. tough. It was de- it was definitely hard to, or not hard for that. Come a better word. Yeah. But uh, you know. <laughs> well, how did, and, and how did you learn? How did you learn how to drop into that? What changed? Did you did you get out of your head into your body, or what? What shifted to help you uh, get into this sexual mode with your new partner? Or to stay hard all of a sudden or get hard. (laughs) Mm, Uh, So it's all about honesty. It's all about being really honest with the partner that you're with. Um, For me, it's usually about telling them and going, hey, you know, I'm really, I feel very nervous and I'm excited because I I really like you. Um, By the way, if I'm having sex with somebody that I don't like, I'm fine. I'm not going to be 
nervous or anything. Like it's yeah. it's fine. But if it's somebody that I really really like, then I have to tell them. I go, hey, you know, I'm nervous because I'm excited, and so it might take a little while, and we might have to, you know, do a little foreplay here, and um, you know, first night might not be the best. And then, uh, you know, it slowly gets better. But I think it's really just about being honest and being comfortable in your own skin with that person and just, you know, giving yourself time. You know, it's like it's like a, it's like any sort of panic attack. It's like it's not going to last forever. Um, I'm in a state of fear and it's going to pass. And I just have to be honest and like really be vulnerable in that moment. And uh, and it'll get easier. Not to mention sometimes with new partners that is thank you that's that's incredible I think an incredible vulnerable share and sometimes with new partners you're also there's the uh condom factor because hopefully people are practicing safety because that is a thing that hopefully is happening when you just met someone unless you're showing your stid test on your phone like I just got this yesterday here's my stid test I'm I'm good. Stids. Stids. But it's like putting a condom on can be kind of like this thing, especially in my experience before, it's like killed the mood. And I'm like, damn it. But I well, know I have to Well, the shrink wrap on the dick sometimes can yeah. kill the sensation, too. So and there's you're like, all, ah. yeah. Oh, well, and you the know conversation what? about safety, I, too, is not. She's right. Yeah. That is really something I like that I have. I don't ever have to deal with again, you know. And I always had long-term boyfriends. I always was a serial monogamous, so it wasn't really that much of an issue. But what really helped Bo, I think, is that he practices putting them on Nick in the studio on the podcast. So <laughs> let's say have a routine before we start taping, condom goes on Nick, and then it's Just all set. Just in case, you never know. <laughs> Nick, what do you feel? What Are you as vulnerable as him when it comes to sex? Like, you're that open about it with women. I, uh... Nick, are, Nick, are, Nick are, you, are you still having a hard time having the orgasms from the blowjobs still? Like, what's up in blowjob world over there? Oh, uh, dude, things have been going well in that department <laughs> for a little while, so don't, thank you. I'm cured. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I have, I definitely have performance anxiety as well. Like, there's no doubt. I think as a guy, and like, you guys could tell me if I'm wrong, but like, most of the pressure's on us, I would say. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would say most of the pressure's on us. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have, I, I definitely, I, I found myself even getting upset if I don't perform the way I like, which I'm just like, and I get so sad about it. And especially if it's with someone I like. So I've been trying to pointing up Bo, like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, with Bo. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to be yeah. more in the moment and like just more enjoying like this time. Like this is great, especially if you really like. You said like if you like somebody, it's a whole different thing, right? It, it just is. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to be more in the moment, more calm. I used to be, you know, back in the day, I was such a bro. I was just like. Dude, I could go all night, hard, fast. I'm going to do it. And it's like, now it's like, all right, man, it's fucking calm down. Like, enjoy it. Take your time, all that stuff. And just uh, be open with the person. Just like Bo said, I can't agree more. I just can't imagine. So we're still taking applications for Nick. (laughs) Yes. Um, I can't imagine what men have to go through, really, because it is kind of on them to maintain a certain physical state. And the thing is, I've seen both these guys do comedy. And honestly, they're no, I'm not making a joke. Uh-oh. They are very tough on themselves when they come off stage and even like one joke hasn't worked. So I think that's a personality type. I think they beat them. Nick had a show last week and like two of the jokes didn't get what he wanted, which doesn't mean they bombed. They just didn't get what he wanted. 
So he was really upset. He really was sad about it, which I think is great. Allow yourself the feelings and to be sad. So I can only imagine that's a million times worse when it comes to an intimate relationship. So I think they have to be, and men in general have to be a little more gentle on themselves and say, you know what? It's not all on me. And if I'm just honest about it from the start, I can't beat myself up. It's like anything else. We, if we bomb, we can't beat ourselves up in any aspect of life. Well, this uh, 100%, Lisa, I want to propose a scenario, though, for both Bo and Nick and anyone out there that resonates with what that conversation was between the how I, I need to perform or have to perform. Remember something, and we've talked about this so much in Shameless Sex, uh, each individual is in charge of their own sexuality, and they also are in charge of their own pleasure, setting the boundaries and pushing off. But what if, and I'm going to leave the scenario off, so we, we know that, that's set aside, that's something that we support in Shameless Sex, like you are in control of your own sexuality. But what if, let's say, you, know, you, get, a, you, you get a chick that just knows what she wants, she's like, yo, Nick, lick my pussy right now, stick your <laughs> finger in this far, this far. <laughs> and go around flip me around I want to do like a little like a like a dance and I want you to like slap my ass would you be and you were into her before anything happened would that be a turn on or would you be like this bitch crazy (laughs) sounds like a turn on to me but uh yeah it sounds like a turn on to me you know it's uh that was aggressive. I enjoyed it. That was very nice. I appreciate that. Well, and, um, but does it bring yeah. up like your masculinity issues, like uh, your not enoughness thing? Because I think there's this pressure on the. We're talking about the pressure on the penis owning individuals and in heterosexual relationships is that they need to be the end all, the provider for everything, and that if the vulva owner is like, "Hey, can I have more of this? Less of this? This isn't working for me, and this really does work for me," then the story that they get is, "I'm wrong. I'm bad. I'm not good at this. I was supposed to be born knowing everything. My dick should don't be the end all. Why do you need the?" vibrator and all those things and so I guess the question is like you know does that ever come up for you still was that part of the story before and and understandingly so I mean I and I know that Volvo owners we have our own story about that but is that kind of part of the story that that the pressure that you feel I would want you know more open and community on everything just say it communicate sex stuff normal anything else I I would want that for my partner regardless so no not at all that wouldn't affect my ego I just like to know I don't think it would affect my ego, but I think I like to be more the dominant person. Um, And I also like to kind of lead in a sense sexually. Um, So if, you know, if, if a girl is like overly, that can kind of, not that I don't think it has anything to do with ego. I think I'm, I'm more just a sensitive guy and I get, I get nervous by intense, Kind of because that's like a masculine almost trait to be very like this is what I want give it to me right now, and I think that I would feel I would you know kind of clam up you know I'd be like oh okay uh, you know I'll try you know and I would feel I would feel scared that I wouldn't rise to to that occasion right. you know but so I I think I like to that's be more cool. about I might not be able to meet your needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and those are two different, very yeah. juxtapositions between you and Nick, and and how you both would receive a person with that much direction, right? A vulva owning human that came out and was saying uh, this. It's it tends to be more dominant, and that might for Bo be 
be a little scary because you're like, whoa, I want to take the reins and I want to have all of this this uh, penis owning power to perform and I want to show you my skills. And <laughs> Nick might be, oh, like, oh, hell yeah, I like the direction. So if I was fucking Bo, though, so Bo, if you and I were fucking and I was giving you a whole bunch of direction and then you kind of like clammed up, for me as someone who's done a lot of work around sexuality, I would, instead of just being like, oh, okay, now... And again, actually, maybe so actually, this is a, this is not fully true. I might just shut down and be like, "Oh, it's not safe for me to voice my needs because look at what's happening. This person now is going through a whole process, and I'm too much." Or the evolved Amy might be like, "Oh, that was a lot for you to receive me asking for my needs. Is it? It can, let, can we let's talk about this? Is it the way I'm saying it? Is there a more gentle way? What's coming up for you when I say it? Because I think what we're dealing with is it, in, in heterosexual relationships." And hence, and we'll bring Lisa into this, why she's like, I'm done fucking the cock right now, is we're dealing with a lot of caretaking of other people's needs. And it's happening on all sides. It's not just like men, women do it for men or men do it for women. And we're just speaking of heterosexuality. It's not safe for me to voice this because when I voice it, X happens. They stop fucking me. They leave. They're insecure. It ruined the connection. So I'm not going to do it again. Um, and so I, I, what I'm just, I think that there's, that's, that's a huge issue that we're looking at here. And so I want to, as we have these conversations about Nick, uh, Nick over here, like, just bring it on. Tell me everything you want. And Bo's like, you know, sometimes as the dominant person, it can be a lot, which there's room for both of those. And Lisa's like, fuck all that. I don't want to give me that shit on. I'm going over here. You know, I would say this, this, I think just highlighting that we all have these different experiences that someone's reaction to us voicing our needs is not our job to take on. We are not doing anything wrong unless, of course, we're being mean or malicious. And instead, we can get curious. Oh, I voiced my needs. Energy changed. What's, let's, let's, let's check this out a little bit. I don't know. What do you think about that, Lisa? Someone who's now like, I'm done with that shit. Well, I mean, I used to have tough enough time asking a husband or a boyfriend to take out the garbage, much less get slap it and spin it around and all that shit. <laughs> so I, 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 I was just like, oh, I can't ask this fucking... I, I mean, obviously my picker was off. I picked the wrong men. And yes... Um, the last few weren't evil, but the, you know, I did, I didn't, my, I didn't pick the right guys, but I found it, I even find it hard with friends to ask them to split the check. So basically you're talking about asking for what you want or need without being demanding in a pejorative way is very tough. And I think it's, I personally think like the way Bo was like, oh, you know, I feel intimidated and stuff like that. I think if it's asked correctly and isn't just um, you know, said in just a brusque way and a hardcore way, I think most of us could get our heads around that that's okay. Um, but I think it's a very tough thing to navigate and negotiate. So again, it's, mm. it, it's, it's a mystery to me. And again, who knows uh, if that'll that's ever why change. That's the job. That's I, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you guys I'm do this. Lisa, so, uh, but I'm curious, you're such a boss. You, you, uh, basically through the whip crack the whip i should say <laughs> at yes. nick and Bo, we're like no you you guys need to jump on this train and you said it's hard for you to even ask friends to split a check like mm -hmm. but you're such a boss like i was like you well, commanded this this cast right from the beginning i was like oh this bitch is awesome I love well it. well real life so, is just saying, one thing i'm surprised by this sure real life is one thing i think and i think um intimate relationships are another so i think you'll probably have heard a million times from women that I'm a boss in the job, but then in the bedroom, I like being, you know, have rape fantasies or I have to be submissive. And this, I love that shit. 
that's what a lot of women are inset. So I think that's, those are such hard things to reconcile and you just have to go with it and go, you know, I think that's why I'm a boss when it comes to business. You don't get famous and um, get be on TV and on these really difficult TV shows. I was on Celebrity Apprentice. I was on the Comedy Central roast for years. Those are hard things. You can't be a badass like that. And then it, it usually doesn't translate to then in the bedroom, you're cracked. You're not, you're the dominatrix. You want the opposite. So that's very vulnerable and hard to ask for too. So I think what it comes down to is sex is just difficult. I don't think it's easy for anyone. I think in the beginning it's fun and easy. Then the honeymoon phase ends and then you have to go, oh, we have to negotiate this, what works for both of us. So it's a particular challenge that I'm not up to anymore, but you know, I'm, I'm happy for people who can get it right. It's a very difficult and vulnerable position to be in. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's O-M-G-S dot com slash shameless to get $5 off your O-M-G-S access. Again, O-M-G-S dot com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. I'm going to take this on just a, a, tr- a twist here because I think we're talking about sex and the pressure of it. Um, so I, we have these mutual friends. I don't know if we share this with Nick when we recorded. I'm not sure. But instead of saying blowjob, because they're like, why is it a job? No one wants to fucking do a job to give pleasure to their partner. They, it turned, they coined the term a blowy. 
No, or no, blobby. Sorry, blobby. blobby. Well, sorry, blobby is already a thing. A blobby. A blobby. So it's a hobby, but it's a blowjob. But instead, it's a blob. And we at least just throwing. It sounds, throwing it, sounds like what a blob, think? like a blob of yeah. ejaculate comes out, and then it's a big mess again to clean up. Why am I always cleaning? <laughs> I just feel like it's a job, no matter what. I am shocked. I used to have a joke in my actor. It was like, no woman wants to give a blowjob. It is just fucking horrible. You're choking. You're you're gasping. It's not good. And no, no woman likes to give a handy either. I think they're all liars. And I'm like, you're all whores. No, I no, I just don't even understand why, as a celebrity, I should have to work hard. I, I, I would say that to my ex-husband all the time. I'd be like, you know what? I earn all the money. You get to live in like a $3 million house because of me. Get in, get out. Don't let the door hit you on the way. It's just very, uh, I I shouldn't have to work at that too. And I'm sure you hear that, by the way. I know I'm making light of it, but I'm sure you hear from working moms and things like that, that, oh my God, how much more do I have to fucking do for this asshole? So until I cannot say those things. What about asking... What about asking him for a handy for you? Be like, yeah, Ugh. kind of. Can I get a what a, Can I get a little bit of a handy right now? Yeah. I, want, I want my vulva rubbed a little. Well, bit. well, like I said, I wasn't exactly my picker was off, so I wasn't picking the most versatile, agile people <laughs> either. So I think I need gay guys to teach any guy I date what to do. Because I once had a gay guy teach me how to give a Hummer, which I thought was terrific because I liked it to end quickly. So I said, Wendell, the gay, I said, he was my, one of my best friends growing up, I mean, excuse me, in my 30s. I said, dude, how do you guys do this blowy so it ends quickly? And he goes, honey, you do this twisty thing. And so you're doing like this. Wow, that's a meme, isn't it? Um, you do like this, and then it's over faster. So thank God for the gays, or I wouldn't have had quick blowjobs in my past. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. To all the listeners listening who are like, thank God she finally said that. I'm so sick of giving blowjobs. You're, you're welcome. And to all the penis yeah. owners who are like, I can't believe she just said that. She ruined sorry. all this. Well, we're sorry. To all the people who like sucking dick, such as myself, I mean, Edward's every, all different relation, different experiences for sure. everyone. I know April kind of, actually she didn't. So April actually just had jizz in her mouth for the first time in this last year. I think I'm pretty well, sure before that you went through, you I know, know, it's not in our shared calendar, like everything uh, else. We should so put I that, don't remember. We have her anal anniversary and her yeast infection anniversary <laughs> in our shared calendar, but not her jizz in her mouth anniversary. We got to add that in there and figure I, it out. I don't remember the date, but now. you, but you had a strong boundary on you. Like it's, it's, it's something that I, I just am not turned I, on. It was probably 38, right? The yeah. first time I ever had. And you, it was just not a thing uh, that you were interested in It was something that I, it was a hard no for me. And it was something that I I just really, I, I couldn't give you an exact reason why. I just knew that it, it wasn't for me at the time. And then I actually had... You some know, jizz in your mouth? Some jizz in my mouth. I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. And it's still, I still have a psychological block about it until yeah. it happens. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I can do this. No, no, I and love that. that. It doesn't feel like a job to me, right. but yeah. Well, you know, I th- we have on our podcast, Nick just broke his jizz in the ass virginity. So we're kind of happy about that. In his own ass. In his own ass? Yeah. So we're <laughs> just wait, what? Oh. <laughs> just wait, 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 we got to... Oh, oh, I was like, whoa, we got to talk about this. Was it Bo's <laughs> Yes, of course no, it was. Bo, Bo can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I like, though, that you did do it when you were ready. 
Because I think a lot of times women especially feel some pressure to be do it before they're ready in any respect, in any part of sex or life or dating. Like I, like I said, I was a quote unquote late bloomer. I waited. My poor boyfriend in high school, I didn't even think people had sex till marriage because we were Catholic. So that poor guy probably had the bluest balls ever. And Sure, I sent him a check when I got rich as an apology. But the fact is, we didn't do it till I was ready. So I'm proud of you that you didn't either. I think those boundaries are important. And I will say, if I ever do date again, I'm going to learn from these guys and really lead with honesty and say, look, I'm not used to attracting the right man. I'm going to go super slow. I'm not great at dating. I'm only good at talking and telling the truth. So we're going to go really slow. And if that's okay, great. If not, that's, a, you know, that's fine too. It'll just have to be each person dealing with the truth of the other person. I think you should talk to us first, actually. Oh, come to us. You, Are we come, gonna be... you, you come to Amy in April and then you can talk so to we're Nick now, and So we're Lisa and Nick's managers yes. on the dating yes. world. Thank you. Well, you're in a relationship, so you're cool now. But if you're, if you're ever single again, you're are, now you're managers for any time that you're, you're a free spirits in the, the dating market. It all has to go through us. We'll be like, hmm, I don't know about Who's this. Who's qualifying to date Lisa? We will find out. Yeah. We're, we will take we'll we will be very critical yeah we'll Ooh. make sure they are going to honor all of your needs when you're well, ready let me yeah. ask when you this because i really oh, yeah. you don't have to swallow that cum oh thank you god i don't need the calories i want to <laughs> ask you both about something though that's very important i think you ladies have a good perspective <laughs> how do you don't i mean be honest don't be all just saying what's politically correct do you feel because i feel it's super gross because of my age I feel it is so gross when there's a huge age gap when one is dating. Um, For instance, I know this is horribly politically incorrect. I'm very woke. I'm the world's oldest millennial. I get it. But when I see like an 80-year-old lesbian, and I'm thinking of one celebrity couple, one's 80 and one's 50, and I instantly go to, okay, that's really weird and gross and mommy complex and that clam is dry what do you think are you do you truly embrace all age differences because i think maybe i know for me it would be weird i love when i date someone within like months of my birth but do you think any age is okay I would, I mean, I would say what, okay, because the why of why people choose relationships, I would be like, okay, but so what's, what is here driving this? Is it just true alignment? We really just like, we're just something about our energy and our, the way we touch, or maybe touch isn't important. I'm talking about dry clam over there. So maybe touch is important to the dry clam. And so I found someone else where touch isn't important and we get along in all these other ways. So I'd be curious about that. But then I think what people think is gold digger. Is it about money? Is it about power? Is it because they're really good looking? Is it, you know, what, what are the reasons why? And I, there's so many reasons why people choose people. And, it, and so age, I think, yeah, it puts a huge gap. As someone who, who had, um, I, I guess you could say I dated, I had someone who was, I kind of was a little bit reboundy after my last five and a half year yeah, relationship. But also like 
healed me in a lot of ways. He's 20 years older than me. So I was, you know, 34 at the time. He was 54. Um, he was kinky as fuck. Like, I can tell you some of the things, as I, I someone identifies as a kinky person, like, he was kinky 5.0, and I learned and, and experienced and, 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 and did a lot of things that were uh, very edgy for me, and I'm really grateful for them. And some of them was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that one again. He was totally, to- 100% consensual, by the way. Um, but we never stood a chance because there was such a difference between us in there. And just in like, and I can't even describe the ways of what it was. Cause there's so many ways where we did get along and connect, but it just, I think even for me, it was just like, I don't, can't imagine being 60 in your 80. Was it because the text right. on his iPhone was the size of like each letter was like <laughs> the giant? Put his gla- like, I can yeah. read it from across the room. Had to put his glasses on to look at that huge text already. No, I mean, right. I, mean I went, right. so that's like a, that's a judgment thing. And whereas I have a friend who I just saw who lives in Southern California who is with someone who I believe is close to 20 years her age. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. He also is the most youthful 50 something year old I've ever met. Um, but, it, and she, you know, so she's like 30, he's 50 ish. And so it makes sense. It's her, they're married now. It's her, he already has two kids from a previous marriage. So I guess it just, just depends. I, 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 I want to speak to this a little bit because. No, you, you, Lisa, first, because <laughs> it gives sure. me way more no, entertaining. No, I, I love be more entertaining, and then <laughs> no. I'll speak to it. No, I'm just getting all the knowledge I can from you guys while I have you. Um, I think for me, it would probably be a 10-year difference I could get my head around somewhat. But it's really my whole career, it's been the income being so different. And I think that for me, if I was to date anyone, it would have to be someone who had his definitely was equal or more income than I have. I just think that's a lot of, um, there's a lot of shame associated for me with dating someone who, who I have to treat. And, you know, it's just like, I mean, as silly as it is, we have our little podcast meetings once a week. And, um, you know, these guys generally are, like grab the check and uh, yes, it's 40 bucks at a diner, but it's a, still a totemistic thing, a nice thing that a guy does to go, Hey man, you're helping us out with this podcast and we're going to grab the check. So there's something about the fact that I've had to treat men I'm dating for so many years. And there's a lot of shame in that and it feels bad. So I think that's what I would have a harder time getting my head around. Well, I'll put a twist on it because for me, I've been in a position of power and money making in my a lot of my relationships and it always felt good to be like I'm going to actually take a, take advantage of of uh being able to treat you. I will say for a lot of times between when I was divorced and when um I was in my single singledom, I always attracted the younger the younger dudes that were between 10 to five years younger. And I believe that in my opinion, penis owners tend to mature more slowly Mm -hmm. than uh, vulva owners out there, like five years. This is my opinion, by the way, there's no science behind (laughs) it, but I was always feeling like I was, and I'm not a mother, nor have I ever wanted to be a mother. Uh, I have my dog and that's it. And, and I felt like these dudes wanted to sort of tap into my maternal, like Mm. caretaking abilities because I was like, Oh, Oh, I'll grab this check or, Oh, I'll take She's us, a great cook. Yeah. Too. I'll get us a room at the Ritz this weekend. Yeah. And you right. know, let's go stay and, and hang out for a couple of days. He had Nick's all hands. I was like, me, yeah. I'm, I'm signing up for I that. Know. Where do I sign? But then I, I met, <laughs> I'm, 
And that, but I've been dating um, a, a partner that is fi- almost 15 years older than me, and the attraction there was he already had children, had already been married, so I knew those things that I also was, were not calling into my life were not on the table, and I was like, great, because all of the younger people or my age group wanted those things for me, or they thought they could change me into that. So I was like, oh, there's a benefit to being with someone that's already experienced that and is good with that. Also, for me, and I'll speak for myself, a lot of, um, in, in my experience, the, the, the people that have a more sexual experience can kind of show you some things if they're tapped into their sexuality that you, you can actually learn from them. I learned more about my own sexuality through my, like, my partnership with my um, previous partner uh, than I have ever learned before and that also could be because because be because of myself but i do believe there is something to say about the experience mm. that that he had over me and in, in, in his life so i think it's person to person yeah i don't shame people for dating younger people or older people sometimes i'm like i at the beginning of our show at the very beginning oh, of yeah. our show I, said, I was fucking uh her ex-partner but they yeah. weren't they weren't together yet oh, okay. they were not together okay. yet so this person that she she later dated i had sex with twice her already tried it out you know, and we had this whole thing about how April was like, uh, and we started our podcast. If you listen to episode one or two, you hear her talk about how she wants to try an OD. It's an old dick. And <laughs> she was like, I really want to try an OD. And, um, and like, and we had some joke about the NAARP card. No, AARP. God damn it. I'm getting it wrong. So an OD with an AARP card. And we had, it was a joke. You know, we're joking about it, but I had said, you know, here's this person that I had sex with a couple times uh um, and and with and i now am back with my ex-partner and it was great you know we he treated me really well and he's a great person and and i so i i sent in a letter of recommendation for this person and they then they got into a relationship and but it was she did want to date someone or have this experience with someone who was older she was looking for it we don't know what an uh, od really stood for like what did that mean was it someone over 60 50 yeah, we didn't have know. a definition for yeah. it and honestly i think that a person that's 60 could really be uh, physically uh, and and even emotionally younger or older, right? You could be 65, you could be 80, and you could have just like, I want to be that 80-year-old fucking hot bitch at the beach with like a a bikini and a thong, still rocking it like a golden girl. Like, yeah, that's what's up, yo. Yeah, you want some of this? So I'm not going to shut my pussy off anytime soon. I think you could probably be that. And I think... You know, nursing homes are hotbeds of sexual activity and STDs, which is something that I'm looking forward to. Because if I haven't gotten herpes by the time I'm 80, (laughs) at least I want to try once. So, you know, I mean, you never know. But I think I just am super judgy because everything I see on TV that I'm like, oh, like they're about the same age and that's so cute. And I think I have a fantasy built up in my head about that's how it's supposed to be when clearly it's not supposed to be any specific way. Um, so these are all just things to work mm. on and figure out. Um, I like age, what I oh, feel okay. is age appropriate, income appropriate, you know, and uh, status in yeah. life. Like I like it if a guy isn't really stupid, like I'm really fucking smart. Like I went to three Ivy league schools for like six weeks each. I'm really smart. So <laughs> they're going to have to deal with that. I can't date a dummy and I've dated dummies and it never works. 
But income is not sustainable and money comes and goes. So that's why you really do want to, if you want to invest yourself into a relationship with someone and you're really, you were, I want marriage or whatever the paperwork is, remember money can come and go. Yeah. Right? I of mean, course. It's not, that's, that's a fluid well, same thing. With also, and physique yeah. too. Like, physique, oh, I'm so yeah. attractive. You have the most beautiful face ever and someone gets in a, a car accident sure. or, you know, they have a, a stroke or something. You know, anything's possible. So there's pretty much most aspects of our being being can change other than maybe like our ultimate essence of who we are as a person, how we show up. But then trauma can shift that too. So, you know, I, I, mean, I guess I drink too much and I look like I had a stroke. So <laughs> that well, I what? think when you somebody, the more she drinks, the better she looks. At she least looks my fantastic. <laughs> well, I think if I ever had a guy and he had a stroke <laughs> in a car accident, I just have to cheat on him with a younger, better looking guy. Cause I'm rich. So I could get that. So, I also, oh, you know, well, this is what you do. If your guy has a stroke, have your assistant break up with them. I think that's the moral of it is always have an assistant who'll make that phone call. That's a ride or die bitch right there. Just saying. Is that, oh, so yeah. these are ride or die bitches. Okay. So let's talk. Cause we're running out of time. Oh, here. Yes. So you got your ride or die bitches next to you. Your assistants who are going to break up with all of your future people when you go get herpes in the old folks home. When you're 80. And I'm so glad you're finally someday, maybe going to experience syphilis and herpes. <laughs> Um, so how do people who have been like, this is so entertaining here, listening to these people and whether they're going to talk about sex or not sex, but wow, this is so much fun. How do they continue to spend time with you, hang out with you, listen to your podcast, be with you? You said you, you said you retired. I'm doing air quotes here because you're clearly doing comedy well, at this moment, well, but yes. you're a retired comedian. So you're just not doing stand up anymore. Right. I retired from stand up three years ago, but I am doing this podcast because, you know, retirement's difficult in that you don't know what your identity is anymore. So you sort of had this whole thing going and you had your big fame and your nickname and you're you know, being asked to be on all these shows and then suddenly you say, I'm out and start taking care of yourself emotionally. And then you're like, oh, who am I? So uh, when the podcast came along, this podcast we put together called Losers with the Dream, I was like, oh, this is right. This feels just fun. So everything I do now, if it isn't fun, I don't do it. I mean, uh, down to the littlest things in life. So where they can find us, Lisa Lampanelli, Bo McDowell, and Nick Scopoletti do a podcast once a week called Losers with a Dream. It is on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes, everywhere you find your podcast. And um, it's really freaking enjoyable. Like, I love how you gals were talking because we could we both have deep meaning in this conversation, but also have fun. Because... Like you said, I'm not really retired from being funny, just retired from standing up and making a living at it. I'd rather kind of go broke doing something fun than stand up and do something that is no longer fun for me. So find us and look for us on Instagram because we're there too. Yeah, so losers with a dream, everyone. Go check it out. And I also just want to link this back to the sex piece. Sex should be fun. And sex should be ridiculous sometimes and awkward and goofy and silly. And we make mistakes or say something ridiculous or all of a sudden, you know, my nip popped out or I queefed (laughs) or something. Or maybe your cock (laughs) wouldn't get hard when you wanted to. Or maybe you're not getting as wet as you want to. didn't get hard. Let's like, let's laugh, yeah. Fun. Let's have fun with let's it, and like, fun. yeah, and just and just be in, and allow ourselves to all be in different places at different times from day to day, and let's let's go and check out Losers with a Dream at uh, what is what's your website? Is loserswithadream.com? No, no. Or they, um, what, they, just, do you have a website? Do you follow, follow Lisa Lampanelli, Nick Scopes, or Bo McDowell Comedy. You'll find us, and uh, just Google, and you'll see us right there. And we'll link all of those things on our website as well. And Lisa, I'm 
happy that you chose to stay in the game, out of the game, and you didn't like just go to do golf all Ugh. over the world or something yes. in your retirement. You actually are doing something with your wit and your charm and your humor and your millennial sandwich because mm. I, <laughs> I had so much fucking fun Aww. hanging out with you guys. You all, thank you for being a part of the Shameless Sex Revolution, because you are. And uh, we love you. We love each and every one of you. We love you three right there that I'm looking at on on this thing. And we love all of our Shameless Sex listeners. But I can't close out a Shameless Sex episode without thanking our sponsor, our wine sponsor, MarginsWine.com. Go check it out. We are talking about boutique small batch wine. And if you want to save some money, go to MarginsWine.com and use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX10 to save 10% on three or more bottles. And if you want to buy six or more bottles, the holidays are coming. Everybody needs to drink during the holidays. They're coming. They're coming just as hard as Amy on a Saturday night. <laughs> you use code SHAMELESSSEX15 to save 15% on six or more bottles. Marginswine.com, y'all. Thank you. Go ahead. Rate us on iTunes. Give us five stars. We read every single review. It helps more people find beautiful people like Lisa and Bo and Nick and Amy and Legend and Perry. They're our dogs. They're not on the show, but we <laughs> love them, too. We love each and every one of you. We will see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Bye. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.